Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the FOMO cast. Chris here. Uh, we have another special guest this week. Uh, I'm going to try and focus a little bit more on um, different different aspects of entertainment. Um, we have Heather. Hello, Heather. Hello. So uh, I met Heather through the social club community in Disneyland. And um, after we get done talking about some entertainment stuff, she has a YouTube channel that um, I think for our area is very successful. And um, just give a little a little short synopsis of what you do on your YouTube channel. Well, I work at a camera store, and I find that the biggest problem when somebody buys a new camera is it's very overwhelming to look at the buttons and doors and everything on it and just to learn how it works. And with manuals being so cryptic and hard to learn that way, it's just really overwhelming. So I was actually requested to do more of like a general rundown and walkthrough of the buttons, doors, menus of different cameras. And it's really taken off more than um, I thought it was going to. A lot of people, I've gotten a ton of positive feedback of how much it's helped people. So uh, it's pretty cool. And I'll do tips and tricks videos on there and all sorts of things. Well, that's awesome. So we're happy to have her here today talking about some entertainment stuff. Make sure to go to all of our social media platforms, facebook.com, search FOMOcast, FOMO Podcast on Instagram, and FOMO underscore cast on Twitter. Make sure you go to our uh, Spotify, listeners on Spotify, everywhere you get us. So um, to start it off, uh, what is so so you're you're in quarantine, you're sheltering in place, correct? You told me you're going back to work into this week. Um, what have you been watching? Aside from doing your YouTube videos, what have you been watching on TV, YouTube, anything like that? Well, let's see. Um, I've been catching up on Station 19. I just started binging that because I'm a huge, huge Grey's Anatomy fan. Um, I haven't quite caught up yet, but I'm getting there. I am on season three. So, um, and then I just binged the entire new um, new series, uh, Solar Opposites, which I thought was really interesting because I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. So, yes. Yeah, so if there, someone was telling me it feels like a mix of Rick and Morty and um, like a, I think they said Gravity Falls or something like like it's it's a very kiddish side to it, but it's adult side. Um, I was going to start watching it today because I I had an iTunes gift card. I had to buy Rick and Morty season because that's the only way you can get it now because I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. So and and if you don't have cable, you have to wait till it goes to HBO Max after the season's over and Hulu has said they don't have a deal yet for the newest season, so I broke down and bought it. So I am going to watch Rick and Morty, but from what everyone's been saying, it's it's a pretty fun experience and um they're saying that it's it, it's just it's just kind of a joking show. It's nothing serious and it's good for watching especially when you're sheltering in a place. It's definitely a comedy, but it's definitely an adult comedy. It's like these guys were like, what can we not put on TV when we do a Rick and Morty? And let's put it into this. So okay. it's definitely <laughs> not kid-friendly. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. And I've actually, I've watched Station 19 a bunch. Um, I stopped because the wife watches Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And we would get super confused because they don't, you know, you're watching it on Hulu. You're not. You don't know when the crossover episodes happen. So all of a sudden, you're seeing things, and then um, I won't say what happens, but something happens later in the season, this current season, that makes it to where they interact a lot more. So then you would see people, and you're like, "Wait, was this a crossover episode? Did I miss something?" And then you'd go back and watch, and no, it wasn't. So I was kind of like frustrated. I was like, "No, I don't want to have to," because Chicago, the Chicago Med, Chicago PD. 
when those ones cross over, they're not as serious on the crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Grey's Anatomy and Station 19, man, they're directly intertwined. And finally, oh, yeah. I read I read a couple of them where they're like, you need to make sure you watch Station 19 or you need to make sure you watch Grey's Anatomy before you do any of that. So it, it, it's it's an interesting concept. So so was, what's the one on Hulu called again? Solar, was it Solar Opposites? Solar Opposites. So kind of like Polar Opposites, but Solar Opposites because they're from outer space. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, since like, we recorded last, I finished the show Upload on Amazon Prime. Um, amazing show. It's got a dude in it I loved, and I couldn't remember what he was from. He's from the show Sirens, which was short-lived on TBS. Great show on TBS. Only had two seasons, I think. Short, great. He was on it. I liked him on it. Well, he's one of the characters. But it's um, Upload. If you Those of you that don't know what it's about, it's created by the op makers of The Office, um, Greg Daniels. And um, basically, bef- if you're going to die and you pay money, you can get uploaded basically to the cloud. So it's it's basically a comedy version of Black Mirror. And it's super funny. A lot of famous people in it. A lot of good characters. I really enjoyed it, but it ended on a cliffhanger. And I'm like, they better not cancel this show because there's been a bunch of shows this year have gotten canceled on cliffhangers. And it really bothered me. So I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm <laughs> on the fence. So uh, is there anything, so since since I asked him this, has anything come out that you really enjoyed that's like... Um, any movie that got released early because of the quarantine stuff and shutting down theaters, or is there something you're looking forward to that they delayed since they delayed most of the stuff they delayed? Um, is there anything you're looking forward to, to watch or are you pretty much just sticking to the TV stuff? Cause I know personally I like movies, but usually I wait till they come out now. I'm, I just don't have the energy to go to the theater. I don't want to mm-hmm. have to explain to someone what's going on. If it's a movie in a trilogy or a, a set of movies, so I'm more of, I'm going to just get it on iTunes, especially now that I have a 4K TV. Why do I need to spend money to go into the theater? I don't. Except Unless it's Star Wars, I will go for that. But other than that, is there any any movie you're looking forward to? Uh, you know, I think it depends on the movie when it comes to the movie theater. Like, for sure. There's somewhere I'm like, ah, I can wait for it. But, like, I was actually, <laughs> I was really excited for the new Trolls movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, is my spirit animal. I absolutely love her. So I was kind of excited. I was able to just rent it instead, and I'm pretty sure I've seen it like over ten times. <laughs> now, now, did it live up to the hype of the uh, of watching it at home? Was it, or do you think you would have experienced it better with the with the music aspect of it in the theater? <sighs> That's rough. I, I I do think that the music aspect probably would have been better in theater with the surround sound. And that sort of thing. I think it would have enhanced it for sure. I definitely enjoyed the movie either way, but it it is kind of unfortunate that you know there wasn't that theater experience. Yeah, I know that. Um, gosh, what? There's one movie that got delayed with uh, Ryan Reynolds where he's in a video game. Uh, free to... the free free player. I think his name free is guy? the free, free guy. guy. Yeah. Free yes. guy. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see that. So when it does come out, I'm I'm definitely going to theaters for that. That one looks like a really good one. Um, I'm kind of upset because they just announced the well, the director from Deadpool said we're not getting a Deadpool three probably because Marvel doesn't want it. And I feel like now Ryan Reynolds just plays his Deadpool character, but as a person in all these other ones. Uh, I don't know if you watched the un- Underground Six. That was yeah. uh, one. It was very much Deadpool esque kind of person, but he can die. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, and Trolls and Trolls is the center of all the controversy over Universal and AMC. Mm. So, um, and I heard it did fantastic. It wasn't yeah. like I heard it wasn't like Onward because Onward had some issues because you know it it was in theater for two weeks before the shutdown, so there was like an overlap. This one just went out there, and I think I want to say Trolls World Tour was the last I think advertisement that I saw. That was like, hey, watch Trolls World Tour. Everything else has been COVID-19 related or yeah. we're saving you money on your bill related. There's no real advertisement. So I, I, had, I haven't known anyone who's watched it yet. I know people loved the first one. So I was sure this one was going to do well. Uh, but I'm oh, that's good. So you really enjoyed that one. Um, mm-hmm. I, almost, I almost rented Bloodshot yesterday. But I was like, no, I'm going to hold back. I'm not going to rent it because I really <laughs> want to watch Bloodshot. But um, so... So Trolls World Tour, I'm trying to think anything else that's similar. Uh, I think there's a couple more animated ones that were supposed to come out. I don't know what they're going to do with those. And I, I know, know Pixar Scooby-Doo is supposed to be coming out like next week or oh, something. Oh, that's right. Yes, it is. Yeah. I think it actually comes out Friday, I want to say. Because I know that they're doing a big thing. They're changing the way they're talking about it. Now, have you heard about this? So now they're they have new terminology for what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. It's like at home at home theater, like uh, yeah. something weird. Doesn't make any sense. But I was confused by it because do you even know what the premise is about it? Because I don't. Because part of the, some of the commercials show them as little kids. It shows it shows them as little kids and Scooby as a puppy, and then mm-hmm. the other ones are, are them getting kidnapped. But I can never really figure out what the thing is because all the ads are different. I think it's like the story of how Shaggy found Scooby and how the gang got created. And then it kind of goes into like their current gang. So I don't know if maybe it was that maybe it's their first mystery. That's a possibility. So it shows it's opening Friday. It comes out Friday. So I'm I that one is one. I always like any kind of Scooby-Doo movie. Mm Scooby-Doo is a fun one. Um, and I don't think of anything, uh, there's literally no other movies I think that are getting released early. I heard the only thing they announced today movie wise was Black Widow is going to come out over a week earlier in Europe. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to, I don't know if it has to do with the James Bond premiere because I know James Bond takes priority. Um, but is there, and so with that, so, so what, what platform do you watch shows on right now? Like Netflix, Hulu, what do you guys, what do you guys watch it on? We actually got rid of our Netflix to do Disney Plus, so we have Disney Plus and Hulu right now. Okay. Um, but there are still some things I'm gonna miss on Netflix, like, I like we got rid of it before the whole Tiger King thing exploded. So I'm like, I'm just gonna take your word for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tiger King was a was a was a big one. That was a good one. So, uh, let me text the wife real quick because she's gonna go wash wash the kids' clothes. Um, so Tiger King, uh was a good one and the thing about tiger king though was i think it was something that popped up like when everyone needed something and i think it's the same thing like disney plus announced today that they're going to drop the uh recording of the lin-manuel miranda uh hamilton show and it's going to be it's going to be there it's going to be like on the original stage the original everything so I'm optimistic, but everyone was kind of saying, like, you know, they said the new C- the new CEO of Disney walked in, pushed a button, and he's like, drop the Hamilton because it comes out July 3rd. And I, um, 
uh, I watched, uh, what did I watch? Oh, they, they're talking about, uh, I believe Infinity War gets released from contract in June. So I hmm. think they're trying to have some sort of big release once a month. That way there's always something for them to watch on Disney+. Plus. Which, mind you, for those of you that don't know, if you like some Disney content, search it. Because there's a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on that main home screen. There's a lot of the old... My Most of my stuff is for the kid, so that's a lot of kid cartoony stuff. But um, I can remember watching the original Ferdinand the Bull, things like that. The, um, the goofy how-to cartoons were my favorite as a kid. Teaching you how to work out, teaching you how to... Uh, I think Goofy's a knight in one of them. But if you search a lot of the older stuff, too, I do know there's so many movies and shows. And if you like it and it's not there yet, it tells you when it's going to be there. So um, I never watched Hamilton, so I don't know about it. I, maybe I'll watch it. Um, but my new secret obsession, Tim talked about in the last podcast about the shop class one. I've been watching uh, Be Our Chef. I don't know if you've watched that one yet. So it's a, quite yet. it's a cooking competition. Oh, nice. And it's got Angela from The Office, and basically families compete. They're at Disney World, and they're competing in cooking. And the it's uh, I think it's four families. I think it is four or five, and they each compete. And whoever has the most wins, in the end, they actually get to go on a Disney cruise. Oh, so, nice. um, and they're all themed. And the coolest part was, uh, we went there for our honeymoon, and the chef coats. I didn't know this. Because Disneyland, when you go to Disneyland, everyone, the chef coats are just chef coats. There, they actually have the logo of the restaurant or facility they work for. So this past one, there was the chef from the boardwalk. He was the judge. And he and he judges them harsh. Like, there's little kids. And he's like, you guys use too much salt. And I'm like, oh, man. That, that's savage. Like, he's not even, like, being like Gordon Ramsay on Master Chef Junior. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty, pretty gutsy. Um so that's one show I recommend everyone watch is Be Our Chef. It's just kind of a cool, lighthearted, it's a quick episode. Um, the only thing that we didn't like is the wife, it was kind of funny. She's like, they give you an advantage. You have competitions. And one of them was chucking corn. I'm like, man, we would have killed it on that because they don't know what they're doing. I know how to chuck corn. But they give you, you get to pick an advantage. And it's kind of cool. So you can either get five extra minutes, a chef's help, or take away three minutes from the other team. And my wife's like, they better not take away three minutes. That's so mean. Don't take away three minutes. And that's what they did. They ended up losing. So I was like, karma. So there is a little cool aspect to it. I really enjoyed watching it. I don't know if they're going to do a second season because obviously everything's going kind of haywire now. Um, but connected to Disney, why don't you tell everyone what you used to do and what, what you used to do for Disney? Because I think this is kind of cool. I don't know anyone else that does any, did anything like this before. Well, I definitely, I worked for the Disney Parks, and I was part of PhotoPass, uh, so I got to go all over the parks and take pictures for guests, take pictures of events, um, all sorts of things, really make magic for people, and photography's always been a passion of mine, so having Disney and photography was just, like, the best job in the whole world. Now, was that, is it harder to get into the photography part of it, or is it kind of, you know, luck of the draw? You know, I got in through the college, uh, the college program that they had um, just by luck. I was graduating that semester and something popped up on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll put in an application. I'll probably get declined, whatever. And next thing I knew, I got a 
telephone interview and all those sorts of things. I'm like, yay, you're coming. I'm like, oh, yay, I have something to do after college. Now, so, now were you were you hoping to go into photography, or was it just happenstance that you know you enjoyed it? I want to do that for the parks. Well, I got a degree for photography, and I have my teaching credentials. Um, because so currently I'm an instructor and a camera salesperson right now. But um, getting into my last semester of college, I'm like, I don't know where to go with this now. I totally was like, where? How do I even become a photographer in the Central Valley, you know, when there's so much competition out here and I'm just starting. So it was kind of nice for Disney to be like, yeah, we'll take you, <laughs> you know, and give me kind of a good start on that and a good, you know, help on my resume. Now, did you have a favorite uh, area to work or person to work with, character to work with? Was it oh, it was a certain one to work with? Or, I mean, did you ever get to do weddings? Do you, did they do weddings there? Do you guys take the pictures for the weddings there? Or do people have to hire their own photographers? That, I think, is part of their different fairy tale packages. Oh, you wow. can, but you have to be specifically trained. I never got to that portion. Okay. Um, but my favorite location to be at was probably uh, in Pooh Corner, just because the smell of Slosh Mountain is just everything to me, and I love it. It's just paradise, and it's so much fun to work with all of the characters of Disney. They're all so much fun, and uh, they have so much fun with the guests and create so much magic, and to capture those moments, I think, were probably my favorite. I do think that's probably the was some of the most entertaining photographers. Mm -hmm. They they were pretty good, and also the ones that work with the princesses in the princess corner, because one of them got mad at me. I don't know if I ever told you this. Um, oh. So I had my well, no, no, I had my Camelback on, and we had gone the month before for my birthday. So when we came to the parks this current time, I took my pin off and stuck it inside my bag. Well, she saw it through the mesh told Cinderella it was my birthday and I go oh that's an old pin and then Cinderella kind of gave it to the, the photographer for not paying attention and the photographer gave me a dirty look and I'm like I'm sorry I didn't and you know it was kind of funny we joked about it but <laughs> we, we took my son um, who he wasn't even a year old we took him last April and I feel like when we went to Pooh Corner it was just they knew he wasn't going to remember any of this but they were making so much fun, which I just told someone today. My fondest memory ever was we went, when we first got passes, we went to the Carnation Cafe breakfast. And you're taking pictures with the, with the characters, sort of past persons going around. And we, we saw Mary Poppins sitting by herself. She's outside waiting. So basically they were trying to get the early morning hour people someone to take a picture with because all the characters were at the breakfast. So we ran out there, we took a picture with her. I took a selfie and she asked me, what's that contraption that I'm taking a photo with? And I just started laughing. And I look at her and I go, I felt like I told her, you know, you're good. And I smiled at her and gave her the thumbs up because she's making it magical. And I feel like that's what the photographers, they kind of are separate. Cause even when you go to the themed part where you take pictures with Kylo Ren or, or Darth Vader, the photographer is a normal person and they're not trying to be in character like the people walking you in. So I feel like they, they make it more fun. They make it more energetic and um, no lie. My favorite part of going to the parks is when I see a family of 10 who don't want to wait in line and one person's not going to be in the photo because they just don't want to take a pay, wait for the picture, taking the picture for them. I'm just some regular dude. It felt good. So I can only imagine being able to, you know, tell them, Hey, put your hand out and, 
then you, later they see the photo and it's got Tinkerbell sitting in their hand. I mean, that's got to be just kind of a really good feeling to, because, to, you know, they got to pay for it a little bit, but nothing compared to, you know, buying the whole family dinner and stuff like that. Well, just like, like you were just saying with kind of the magic shots that happen, some of those reactions alone are just like to die for. Um, I remember one of the kids that I was having uh, do the Tinkerbell shower where they hold out their hands and Tinkerbell's in their hands when they go and look at their picture. I said, okay, you gotta you got to watch for her, but Tinkerbell's going to fly in real quick. I'm going to take it. She's going to fly away. And as soon as I took the picture, he was, I saw her. I saw her land. <laughs> you know? And it's just, it's this amazing part of the magic that's encompassed in Disneyland that you get to be a part of and really just kind of spread it and uh, kind of make, make people smile, which is great. Yeah. It's, it's always a good experience. Um, And the photographers have been nothing but nice. I've never had a rude one ever. I've had rude cast members in general, and I always give them the benefit of the doubt. They could be having a bad day, but Mm -hmm. the photographers are almost never. And they even, they, I mean, I mean, especially I'm sure you took pictures in front of the castle. That's probably the worst spot because you're spending the whole time getting people away from the castle. Like, hey, this is our spot. You can't be here. And they're always so nice. They, they're, just, they're just super nice. And they take more photos than they have to. And I know, especially with how advanced the cameras are now for cell phones, a lot of that's changed because people would hand them the cell phone. And I don't even know if, does, I don't know if Disney has a rule about that. But, I mean, I'm sure eventually they'd be like, we can't be having them take all these photos. because, And the photos I've taken with my phone, they don't come out as great, but they come out really good. And they take it for you, and they're super nice about it. And, you know, uh, I always wonder, I, if, if we didn't have the baby, I told the wife, we could go down there, and you can work for the, taking care of the horses, because she loves horses. And <laughs> we always see, they're always the nicest people, and the horses have their own name tags on the carts, and I'm like, this is so cool. But photographer, I think, would, would be fun. And, I mean, see some of those people, man, they they got to be out there all day long. And they're always still so happy. So I'm glad you got that experience. But now you're back up. You're up in Northern California. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, so, so you just you started. Did you start the YouTube for work, or were you trying to have? You noticed there was a lack of 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 people describing the cameras because I've noticed a lot of people when they do the YouTube for the cameras, they're sent a camera from some company and they're reviewing it. And they're they're honest ninety five percent of the time, but they're always avoiding a big flaw. Um, and so, did you see a lack of dishonesty, or do you love cameras that much that you just want to share the easiest knowledge you can give to people? Well, I think it first started because I've been I've been teaching the photography classes for about two years at my shop, and um, people were coming up, and I would do like one on one sessions where. We'd sit down with their camera and I'd go over everything and go over all all the little details. And they're like, gosh, this is great and everything, but I'm going to go on a trip and I'm going to forget everything that we just talked about. You know, is there <laughs> some sort of source of information that I can read on the plane or something or something you can give me that's better than the manual? And unfortunately, because manuals are just all like, this is the power button and this is what this button is, but it doesn't tell you how to use it. You know, it's right. like... I kind of, I went to my husband and I was like, you know, maybe I should start a YouTube channel. I'm like, I'm not one to get in front of the camera. I absolutely hate it. In fact, my intro video took me five, five rounds before I actually posted my video because I was just like, I, I can't do it. This is awful. Um, eventually, now it's just a part of my regular everyday life. 
But um, once I started doing it and seeing just how many people it was reaching out to, um, I, I kind of started doing more research on it. And a lot of those YouTube videos, not only like are they sent the camera, but it's a lot of like, this is why it's awesome. This is why it sucks. That's it. Right. Right. You know, there's no like thorough review through the camera. This is what it does. This is what it's capable of. Here's some sample pictures and videos. Because when you go into a camera shop, yeah, it's important to hold it in your hands, but you also don't know if it's going to do exactly what you need it to or take the quality of pictures you want it to. And there's so many options. That's like if you're going to do your research, at least online, to kind of see what it's capable of and what the features are of. I want to be able to show that in a nice, easy, easy to follow sort of video. So it's definitely, <laughs> definitely gotten better, you know, um, just within the year. I it's it I hit its one year anniversary last week, which is why I put, posted a blooper video. Mm-hmm. Um, and today I'm currently at like 787 subscribers. So I didn't. I didn't expect to actually be over 500. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's one of the things, uh, I mean, I've been, I've been following like a lot of different YouTube channels. Like I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've watched a few of yours. My main thing for using for YouTube is watching car crash videos. I don't know what it is. I feel like it hones my skills. I don't know. But um, I do know the big thing for me watching some of these videos, because I have a 3D printer. Uh, it's down at the moment because I don't, I don't know what's wrong with it, but it's cheap, whatever. But I, I watched video after video after video and seeing what the complaints were about all these different 3D printers. And then it's the same thing with cameras. The problem I have is when you watch some of these pros and cons, they'll tell you a con, even a review like on Best Buy or something. And mm-hmm. the con, I don't know cameras. So I look at the con and I'm like, oh, this doesn't, I sound, doesn't sound very good. But then I've that's my problem though is, is I've read reviews about certain things and then ordered that item and I'm in love with it. So then I'm always worried like, oh great, now I'm second guessing a bad review, and there's no there's nothing out there that can basically siphon out the extra low for stupid reasons and the extra high. So I feel like a channel like yours that's more about positivity, obviously showing you what the camera can do because. If someone is looking for one thing for a specific camera, who cares about what it can't do? Because, oh, I didn't know I needed night vision. Oh, well, do you need night vision? No. Then why do you care about that negative part of the review? So it has three stars. It probably should be four. Um, now, do you what, – what's the most common problem people have when they get cameras that you've seen, especially working in a camera store? The number one problem that happens when it comes to somebody looking for a camera is they'll go on Google and they all write the same thing. What's the best camera? <laughs> That's not what it's about. It's no. what's the best camera for what you're using it for. Right. You know, so people come in, they go, oh, I heard that this $4,000 camera is the best camera to get. I'm like, okay, what are you going to use it for? Oh, family pictures, and I probably won't print anything bigger than an 8x10. Well, then you don't need to spend four thousand dollars on a camera that prints to the size of your wall it's not (laughs) necessary you could easily spend five six hundred dollars on a camera that's going to give you amazing quality do just above what you needed to do so you can grow into it a little bit you know and Mm. as long as you're willing to kind of listen to that input and not be you know hard-headed and go well i did the research i'm going to spend the money on it 
because that's another mistake that people make if they're not willing to kind of hear people out and hear what the positives and negatives are is that they'll go ahead and buy that $4,000 camera anyway, come back a week later and go, this isn't doing anything I want it to. Well, yeah. <laughs> I tried telling you that. <laughs> yeah, and I think people are stubborn in their ways, and I think everyone relies on online reviews way too much. Because I've learned, I did marketing for a little while, and I know that there's a way for you to go online, and people don't know, the top-rated cameras... That's why you see this as an ad is because someone's paying to have certain things up on top. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, for me personally, I'm not a big camera person. I got one off of a friend one time, and it's it's a cheaper camera, but it takes great photos. It does a good job. For what we need it for, no big deal. It has little – we did uh, my son's birthday pictures with it. Like you said, small, little camera, whatever. The one thing I thought I saw, and I wanted to ask you about this um, – have you what's up with these dudes i saw this guy he was at a wedding and he had it was a it was like a holster strap with two cameras now my question is i was lucky enough to where my cameraman for my wedding was literally we were the last wedding he was doing and he had a tripod set up with a button to push to take shots down the aisle and it was perfect like instead of paying for two camera people we had one great so is that guy doing it with the holsters so that he has two different cameras or two different lenses so he's not changing lenses during out during it? Or what's the purpose of that? Because it seems kind of redundant because I'm like, you're going to be six feet away the whole entire time. Why do you need to change lenses out all the time? It's more than likely. Typically for a wedding, um, you definitely want at least two lenses, if not three or four. Um, and the most common ones to get are a 24 to 70 and a 70 to 200. And the reason you want maybe a 70 to 200 is because naturally, if you're up there doing your vows, you don't want a photographer right in your face taking away right. the moment, right. you know, capturing those moments. That way they can stand a little bit farther and still get excellent shots versus having something that's smaller where they can be closer. Or maybe they're taking a picture of someone in the crowd crying or, you know, they're capturing a moment. And that okay. way they don't have to sit there, switch lenses and miss, miss the moment entirely. Well, that's good. So how common is it to have a f- place like you work, like an uh, actual camera? Because I don't know. We don't have any by us at all. And no. um, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. I don't. I think you, your place would probably be the closest one because I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't not heard of any other one. And is it is it still popular or is it is, is the Internet hurting that kind of industry? You know, it's it's hit and miss. I think with uh, the company that I work for, um, you know, we do fairly well. In fact, when it comes to camera sales, we don't really make any money from that. And that's the thing because okay. there's such, there's not, um, there's not a very high margin for the company for that. We sell it at the same price as everybody else because, you know, Canon, Nikon, Sony, they all control those prices mm-hmm. uh, versus doing like, actual services like printing or transferring to DVD or, you know, doing large prints on canvas or metal. That's That's kind of where we get our income. In fact, we're one of the only places left that develop film in store, you know, for those that still remember film. Um, A lot of the new generations are really encompassed in the film right now because they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so neat. It's so artistic because they didn't really grow up with it, you know. That by the time they were, you know, introduced to photography, 
digital had already kind of come about. So for them, it's new. And uh, that's kind of where we make a lot of our money there. And that's kind of how we're still up and going. Uh, Places like Best Buy, where they just kind of have a few of the more common cameras out, it's kind of disappointing because you go in there and go, oh, yeah, what do you guys think about this new camera? They're like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, they don't really educate themselves in it. So it's really nice to be able to go someplace and go, I don't know where to start, but I want a camera and these are the things I take pictures of and somebody be able to actually help you with that. Now, so if we have any listeners who are entry level, um, what is like the best camera you've seen that's like, I'm not going to say for idiots, but for new people into taking photos, because I mean, the camera I have has like 17 different settings and I'm looking at it like, well, I assume this one's portrait because it looks like the thing on my phone. And this one looks like it's for landscape because it has a tree on it. But other than that, I have no idea. Um, And the only cool thing about my camera is it connects to the app on my phone. So I can actually save the photos straight to my phone, which is good for doing birthday pictures, whatever. But what would you recommend for someone who I've obviously digital because I'm not going to recommend anyone do the the film anymore because that's that's more niche now but what, what kind of camera would you think it would be the best to recommend a, a newbie who wants to try photography is semi-serious i would say um because i know for those of you who don't know if you go on amazon you google camera they're gonna come with these kits with all these cheap cameras that have all these accessories and you're focusing on the accessories we should be focusing on the camera i know that at least so what would you recommend like as a good entry-level camera for somebody Well, the first thing I do want to touch on is that Amazon thing. You know, with all the freebies they do throw in, it's really enticing for you to go, okay, they're selling just the camera, and then they're selling the camera with all this stuff. Well, I'm clearly going to get the one with all this stuff. Well, all the stuff is basically garbage. There's a reason it's free. Um, Too many people I have come into the shop and go, yeah, I got all this free stuff with it, but I'm going to buy actual good stuff from you because the tripod fell apart in five seconds and the filters aren't even for this camera. Um, Another thing is if you're shopping online, you're shopping on Amazon, you need to make sure you're getting it from the manufacturer. Just because up at the top it says Canon or Nikon does not mean that you're getting it from that company if you scroll down you'll actually see who you're getting it from and most of the time it's from a third party who's actually selling it gray market so big red flashing light or red flag if you see that that price is lower than like best buy b and h um any any actual camera store that works with the manufacturer it usually means that it's fake and it's not going to work for very long um so do keep that in mind when looking for a camera Um, the beginner camera that I would recommend that I usually start out if someone comes in and asks me, the first thing you need to figure out is if you're more of a right brain or left brain sort of person, because that's going to kind of introduce you more to the DSLR world, which is just classic digital camera with interchangeable lenses or mirrorless, which is kind of what's taking over our technology right now for cameras. Um, If you're more of the type of person that likes to learn about your settings and what makes a picture and learning about your shutter speeds and light intake and all of these sorts of things, um, you know, a DSLR is kind of more encompassed in the numbers. Like you do a test shot, oops, I know I need to change this setting if it's too dark, too light, versus a mirrorless setting, which is more right brain, uh, it's more visual. What you see on the back of the camera and what you see through your viewfinder is exactly what you're going to get. So if you change your settings, you see how it ha- how it's going to affect your picture right away. 
So depending on what type of person you are, how you think when you're in the moment and you like to take pictures, that's kind of the road you're going to take. Um, both Sony does only mirrorless cameras right now. They don't have any DSLR options. And their 6000 series is pretty fantastic to start out with. They're small, they're compact, easy to learn. It's actually what I currently use their Sony cameras. But if you like the DSLRs, um, Canon and Nikon both, you know, they're the kings of the DSLR world. That's just what they do. And they did start dipping their toes into the mirrorless pool in this last uh, year or two. So they do have a couple of mirrorless options as well. So the best thing that you can do is, you know, try and go to a camera store, even a Best Buy, because they do have the cameras out where you can hold them in your hands. Um, I would recommend the Sony a6000. Um, for mirrorless in the, in the Canon and Nikon, I would recommend either the M50 or the Z50. And if you're thinking of a DSLR for beginners, I would consider the T7i or the D5600 for Nikon. Okay, that's good to know because I know that that's big actually in podcasting. The DSLR are the big ones because you can record your podcast. You can record your video through it. Um, personally, I don't when we have people in studio because um, I record through a system which I guess it's harder to do DSLR through this system. It's just a, it's a pain in the butt because your levels and everything are adjusted on the computer. But that's good to know because, I mean, once this is over, people are going to want to go outside. And for those of you who don't know, uh, I, Heather's photos are fantastic. I see them all the time because she shares them on Facebook. They're, they are professional level, so she's not pulling your leg when she's saying she knows what the camera is. I know for a fact just because a lot of the shots I see, you know um, – my favorite thing to watch is, I don't know, you've probably seen the, the, the photographers who do the thing where they'll take a picture regular, and then they do their version of it where they, they do the lighting all properly, they do the editing properly, and you can tell your photos are professionally done. So I do appreciate seeing that, because like, like you said, there's so many people out there like, oh, I'm a professional photographer. Well, and just had a, my um, my brother-in-law's, uh, well, I'll say my sister-in-law's sister's wedding. Three years ago, they had their wedding, and they just got the pictures back because oh. the person was a professional photographer. The oh. photos the photos looked really good, but I was like, yeah, um, it took a month for my guy to get us back, and he only reason it took so long was because he was making us a custom photo book with the photos in the pages. It's the only reason why it took so long. So do your research. Um Go ahead and plug what's your what's your title of your YouTube so people can search it. Uh, so my YouTube channel is called Shutterbug One Hundred One. So Shutterbug One Hundred One, I will put a link to it in in our description when I drop this. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. I'm going to try and do some more focused stuff on different little things here and there because um, we need to get out and about once people are stopped sheltering in place. Which technically you could go out and take photos right now. You literally could walk down the street. I did yes, hear it's been approved to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to take pictures. Did it California at least. Um, yes. One thing I did think was funny was I heard, I saw a website that it was like, oh, you know, uh, top 10 ways to make money. And one of them was walk around your town and take photos and put them on these websites where people have to pay for your stock images. And mm -hmm. so have you ever heard of people doing that? Is that like a popular thing or does it actually work? You know, I actually uploaded my own stuff to Shutterstock. I find that's one of the more common ones. You know, if you look up on Google and you just look up a general picture and you see the watermark across it, it's because it belongs to that site and you can purchase that image. 
Um, so Shutterstock is just one of the more common ones. I started uploading actually while on quarantine because I figure, you know, I'm not going to be selling a ton of my prints considering that mm-hmm. everyone's trying to save money right now. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll just kind of throw it out there, see if I get any bites. And I think I've already made like five bucks. So, you know, five it's bucks, five bucks. Five bucks is five bucks, you know? So it's kind of cool to see that, you know, you know, hey, if your pictures are going to sit in your computer on your phone, why not upload them? That's a good idea. So for those of you that are stuck in quarantine, stuck in shelter in place, which it looks like Southern California, all my friends there are going to be there through August, which okay. uh, that's that's not good, uh, and which is not good for Disney either. So, uh, yeah, that is, that's going to suck not be able to go. Um, but for Northern California, all of our towns are revolting because they want to be back out and uh, getting food. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But if you want to, so you you can try and upload photos. I know there's a couple other ones that I, I've seen before. And I mean, if it works, it's, Hey, five bucks, like I said, five bucks is five bucks. Uh, so, uh, while we talked earlier, so, uh, solar opposites, everyone needs to check out because Heather recommends it. And I trust her on this one. Cause I love Rick and Morty and I've heard everyone say it's great. I'm telling everyone to go out and watch upload. Um, and then make sure you go to shutterbug one one on YouTube. Is it a space in between one one or is it all one word? There is a space between Shutterbug and 101. Boom. So Shutterbug space 101. Search it on YouTube um, for the FOMO cast. Oh, before I say that, oops. Make sure you go to all our places. I am sharing a ton of stuff on the Facebook group. And like I said, we're on Spotify. So go to those places because I want to stay on Spotify. It's a little slow because you have to search us on there. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, And then uh, just make sure you go to all of our social media platforms. Um, So for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. This is Heather with me today, and we will see you next time.